0: It's Rich and you're listening to the Mature Me Podcast, weekly content devoted to all things life, leadership, culture, and faith. Thank you for taking some time to tune in. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all our social channels so you don't miss a thing. Let's listen to today's episode. There we go. We're locking and loading. Looks good. Got my bottle of water.
1: How do you like the set? Oh, this couch is extremely comfortable. <laughs> this is all stuff that I picked out in Milan. I'm glad we. Uh, I'm glad yeah. we went the quarter zips. No, it's it's absolutely wonderful.
0: All right, here we go. Let's do this. Welcome everybody. How we doing out there? Wherever you're tuning in, we're actually we're actually I think live, which is uh, hilarious because we're sort of starting this thing with giving very little information to anybody. And uh, I think even last week we put up a clip and I think we might've even left the YouTube on, I don't know. And we announced that we're starting this podcast. And I've had so many people write me like, bro, all I see is this clip. Where where is the podcast? And um, I really think that 2024
1: is the year of mystery. (laughs) Just starting it, not giving context.
0: It's the year of mystery this is the year of mystery we're going to get back to that in a moment but i want to welcome you today like it's so weird like just weird like hangs right. slowing stuff down it's like i don't know what you're doing bro um we're starting a brand new podcast my name is rich wilkerson we're happy that you're on it is the mature me let's go podcast uh i don't know if you've Followed much, but I'm in a collection of talks at our home church called Vu Church called Mature Me. And uh, it really is, um, I think, a phrase the Lord gave me last year that is really sticking with me that I can't shake all the way. And the idea behind it is that we're not just going to grow old, we're going to grow up. That's it. And uh, I want to grow up in the Lord. I want to grow up in life. I want to grow up in leadership. I want to grow up in my marriage. I want to grow up as a father. I'm I'm constantly learning how to grow up. And so we're just inviting you on that journey. So if you're tuning in right now, uh, do us a favor, like, subscribe, share it, spread it, help us out. And today I'm really, really pumped because for our first ever episode, it's not a guest, man. This is my guy. This is my brother. Uh, Genuinely, my brother, my brother-in-law, but um, I love Dakota Duran. Dakota Duran is with me today. Episode one, go. How do you feel
1: about it? I'm excited about (laughs) mature me. I'm excited you're finally starting a podcast. Yeah, you know, I feel like this has been on your heart for a bit, you know, and uh, have some new conversations. We're just like five years too late, though, you know. Well, we weren't the. uh, We weren't the early adopters for sure you know we weren't the innovators in this space but there's too many other things to do i believe you you know you have some things to add to it i hope does that help you i hope uh no i'm excited mature me i think is a perfect collection of talks to to talk a little bit on too
0: i think so i think um i think what's kind of fun about having you on and, and chat with you a little bit especially um and i've kind of been telling you about it like i think a just our normal Real life conversations, we talk about a lot of these things. But what's cool is, is that you and I both share the same month of mm-hmm. birth, the month of March. And um, this year, I'm turning the big four zero, but equally as important, bro, you turned the big three zero. Yep, that's your Jesus year. How do you yeah. feel about it? Third?
1: No, yeah, we both talked about. It, I think last year at the wilderness retreat, yes, we kind of already saw it before you turned thirty nine, before I turned twenty nine. And, uh, you, you were kind of sharing the sentiment, like you want this to be the best year of your life before you even yes. go into 40 that you didn't want to wait of like, Hey, I'm going to turn 40 and I'm going to turn It's like, no, before we even get there, we're going to try to have yes. this momentum. And, uh, I think that that's what I also appreciate about this sentiment mature me because it's like, yo, know, as we get older, we don't have to slow down. We don't have to dream less. I believe that we can dream more. We can become yeah. better. It's weird, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. You feel weird being thirty. Yeah, I think, I think to a degree, I think any of these milestones, like not every birthday is a milestone. Um, I, I think it presents reflection for some. Some people you talk to, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't really think about my birthday at all." For me, I definitely would say that it's a checkpoint for me to be aware of how am I doing in my life. What are some of the things that are important to me right now? Do you feel
0: sad on your birthdays?
1: I think there's been some that I've, been, I've felt a little bit, um, not maybe, I wouldn't like to use that word. I would like to use, oh, I want to, I want to grow in some areas yeah. and it kind of puts some urgency. What about you?
0: I kind of feel sad sometimes. I'm not yeah. proud of that. I'm just being like, honest. Go, like, like, like
1: hitting 40, is that?
0: Oh man, that hitting
1: just, 40, dude. Does that number just feel so much worse than 35? It's
0: weird because I remember going to my dad's 40th right. birthday yeah. and my mom, like they had this like big banquet for my dad at this, like, I guess it was, like, the local country club in Tacoma, Washington called mm-hmm. the Furcrest Country Club, and, you know, I walked into this, like, ballroom-style birthday, and, you know, even at the, I, I I have, like, these, like, glimpses, like, everyone back then, like, gave these presents, like, over the hill, and yep. I don't know if they even do that anymore now, because I feel like 40 is the new 30, <laughs> but, um, I remember, like, my mom's like, you gotta get up and give a speech. And so I got up and like read this speech at my dad's 40th. I started crying, you know, like dad. And so I think it's really, really, I don't know what the right word is. Yeah. 40 is a big deal to me, but in general, my whole life, I've never been the guy who's like, oh, my birthday's coming. Let's plan a party. Like I'm I'm much more into, um, in fact, one of the big fights that DC and I've had throughout the years, it's okay, we've gone to therapy, still in it. But um, is that like, I've thrown some pretty like, massive parties for her. Right. And it's interesting because as we've talked it all the way out, it's like, hey, Rich, you actually threw those parties <laughs> for yourself <laughs> saying they were for me. And I'm like... <laughs> I, okay, yeah, like, I'm on the journey of maturing, I can grow up, yep. maybe, but in reality, it's like, I love celebrating, I just don't feel comfortable on my birth years to throw a big celebration for me, so And it's when easier. you say
1: that it was for you, it's because that party was more in your style than yeah, her yeah, style? Yeah, totally. Like, how, what, what does totally. that mean, exactly? Yeah, you threw the I think party it's for because, yourself. like,
0: you know, and I want to help you in your marriage, Thank man, you. and so, um, <laughs> I think that sometimes like the idea the golden rule is do unto others as you have them do unto you. Yep. And obviously that's the Bible. But uh, I have a friend who's who calls it the platinum rule. And the platinum rule is when you love someone the way that they want to be loved. It's the okay. love languages. Yep. And so yeah, I think that Donnry is right that I've thrown some birthdays for her in a style, in a vibe, yep. in a flow. That of is of people rich, maybe yeah it's, it's rich wilgerson jr which is a lot of people music really loud yep. and late and um dc is much more you know yeah let's be smaller yeah. quality intimate so she is correct there
1: as you hit 40 is there something around 40 that just like for your life and like oh i'm, I'm gonna have to leave some things behind like are you even thinking that way is it like oh i'm yeah now I'm, i mean
0: i think that like that's why i think What I'm excited about, like what I want to try to do here, is um, you know I think I think a big mistake in life is when you try to be an expert in categories that you have no expertise Mm. in, and I've been preaching for a long time now, since really since I was 17, but weekly since I was 23 and even spaces like this I've never ever like really felt comfortable being the expert in something. I've always tried to teach from a place of like I had this experience. Let me tell you what I know. Some things I don't know, let me try to talk from what I do know. There you go. And I think as we're like maturing, part of maturing and growing is the ability to recognize what I lack in, what I don't have,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh my weaknesses, being vulnerable. And so there's a lot of things I want to leave behind. We were just talking earlier, like right now in our church and where we're at as a church and a community and leadership, man, it's requiring all types of skills and strengths out of me that I don't know where to all the way get them. I think mm-hmm. that you get them day by day and you got to trust the journey. So there's some things that I cannot bring into this next season. And I suppose part of this space is like midlife is a weird moment. 30 is... I thought 30 was really weird when I turned 30. No Mm -hmm. doubt it's a big, huge milestone. But now here I'm at 40. It's like this, you start hearing these terms like midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. And you see people quitting and ejecting and running. And I sort of want to try to create a space where we can talk about that and a space to talk about what it is that we're feeling um, and hopefully grow on the journey together. Right. So as I step into 40... I'm trying to get ahead of all of those things. I think you start to feel the pressure, the weight of it. Mm -hmm. I was saying to someone the other day, it's like, it's weird being turning 40 right now because my life has never been bigger, never had this amount of resource, never had this amount of influence, never had this amount of team, people around. At the very same time, I've never had this amount of restriction and responsibility ever. Yep. It's like, oh, bro, you want to fly to Paris? Well, I could, but I can't. No, <laughs> you know no. what I mean? Hey, bro, you want to like take the day off? I could, but I can't.
1: Mm-hmm. That's midlife, bro. Yeah. It's like- Almost everything requires planning.
0: Planning. Yeah. And like you're. I think maturing is recognizing that you're giving your life away. Yeah. And you're giving your life away. And that's, that's what people run from.
1: Yes. I, I think when it comes to something like you're saying, midlife, midlife crisis, it's a big shift- that people make because they're not happy on the path that they're on. Mm. Right. And to me, one of the things that is maturing is just actually facing the thoughts that we're having. I think sometimes like you're saying like, yeah, you can't fly to Paris tomorrow. Yeah. You got three kids, you got a church to about you, you probably have some meetings. And so sometimes it's like, Oh, I'm just going to ignore the fact that I feel like, oh, I really wish I could do some things or I really want to step into this new season. I ignore, ignore, ignore. And then I get to this point where I'm like, man, I've created a life for myself that I don't like. And I think that's sometimes where that midlife crisis comes Mm. in. But I think if we can steward the moments before the midlife, as you have, if you can steward 34, 35, 36, and actually not ignore some of those feelings, actually have some talks with a counselor, actually have some talks with leaders in your life, I think 40 can be a time that you dig your heels in Mm. deeper to what you're doing, rather than change the whole strategy. Does that make sense? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. I think, I remember last year in January, every year, Dakota and I for the last four years have done this thing called a wilderness week where we go away and spend time with Jesus, get with some brothers and have some intentional, really really three days yep. of uh, purpose. And we were talking about coming into this year and remember I had like all these like challenges yes. I wanted to do and I was going to like, bro, I was it was going to be weird. I was going sh- to shave my head on my 39th birthday and I wasn't going to cut it until my 40th <laughs> birthday.
1: I regret um, you didn't do that.
0: Every month I was going to do something that I was afraid of and that made me uncomfortable. And so yep. we listed out all sorts of things. I was gonna um I was gonna write my own song and sing on it. That would have been awful. I was going I was gonna do stand-up comedy. Like I've always wanted to like yep. like, can I do that? Like yep. even just go in there and bomb. Um, I was I love all this. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna I hate even saying it that way. I was gonna climb a mountain. One of the things I put on that list was I'm going to run a marathon, even though I think running is like what they're doing in hell right now. Right. Like I, the idea of running for fun has never been yep. on my uh, to do list. But this summer I kind of started running. I said, "All right, I'm going to I'm going to do it." That's the one thing out of yep. all those things every month is supposed to be something. To and dude, right before the holidays, my foot was killing me running. Yep, I had a freaking so stress. Annoying. Fracture. You know, today actually, right now today, um, I I ran my fir- first time in four weeks. I ran two miles a day. How'd you feel? I don't feel great. Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel great. It doesn't feel great right now. But this Sunday is the marathon, and I think I kind of feel like I'm just going to go out there and do it, bro.
1: Yeah, and let it rip. I'm about to try to run the half marathon, and haven't worked out <laughs> or run in a year. And so, let it. Rip. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to let it break. go. We're going to see what happens. Um, what, I know what, on the other
0: side of it there's gonna be there's gonna be a message. Either message number one is it's gonna break and I'm gonna say, What a fool that you did not rest. Or we're gonna finish that thing. I'm gonna say, you're gonna be look so at bad. what perseverance can do. Of course. Look at what when you just declare something what it can do.
1: You're gonna be fine. Why why did you wanna take this time to do things that made you uncomfortable, that you were afraid of? Because I think And also, you, by the way, I feel like you could start this at 40 and go to 41. So maybe this is not I was I know, gonna, maybe I it's I will. I, I gotta be know? careful
0: saying all this I'm gonna stuff because that's silly. I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think that what you were saying earlier, like these milestones and making moments count. And I I think that what you know about the future is that the future is always gonna be more demanding than the past. There you go. And I think yep. that we are lying to ourselves mm-hmm. when we think, if you just keep telling yourself it's going to get easier, it's going to get easier, it's going to get easier, you're lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. You're going to get stronger. You're going to get stronger. You're going to get stronger. And if you want to build capacity, you have to challenge it. And I just think what I can sense that God's doing around me and in me is going to require a more mature, stronger version of me. And so I felt like I wanted to challenge myself. And although I didn't do all of them, uh, I am going to get one of them done, or at least attempt to do one of them. Mm-hmm. Many times it's not about getting it done. It's about trying. It's mm-hmm. about it's about going out there and giving it a go. And um, I think this whole idea of like midlife crisis, which I don't know how we're all the way on that, but I like it because just because you're 40 doesn't mean you're mature. Just because you're 50 doesn't mean you're mature. Just because you get old, Correct. just because you age doesn't mean that you are being made complete mm-hmm. and being the person that God's called you to be every stage in every, have you ever heard, um, have you ever heard of stage theory before?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Um, and it's so really interesting stage theory is like a psychological, um, it's used like in the psychology world about like just different stages of life and development. I don't want to, I wouldn't even use it right now, but like Freud's got a whole thing on stage theory, but stage theory as a concept really interesting, but it's really interesting if you start to bring it into like the life of a believer okay. and like your journey of faith, like the stages of your journey of faith. Yeah. Uh, from salvation, uh, you, you're justified in one moment, but then you go through this process of sanctification. Like all of the journey of faith is, yep. you could see it like stage theory. There's, like, there's immature believers, there's mature believers. Mm-hmm. Um, stages of a calling, that's a fun thought. There's like no doubt. Your calling has stages. Like you could go to like the Bible and look at almost anybody using the Bible. There's, yes. I, I, there's four different stages of everyone's calling. There's There's the declaration stage. God gives you a vision. God gives you a word. And then (laughs) every time God declares something to you, the second stage of the calling is the distress stage. Oh my gosh. Yes. There's a crisis. Think about Gideon. Like, no, bro. Like, who am I? Mm -hmm. He's he's hiding out and God's calling him. Here's the declaration. You are a mighty man of valor. There it is. My man's hiding in a wine press. He's not even making wine. He's threshing wheat. Like, That's, that's when you know you're distressed. (laughs) You're in the wrong place doing the wrong thing. It's like you're not, it's not even lining up. There's no purpose at all,
1: Mm -hmm. but
0: then you go from declaration to distress. And then all of a sudden there begins this development phase where like you, you actually accept it and you lean into it and all of the development is this kind of stuff. It's, it's just full of challenges. It's just full of like, it's, it's throwing stuff at us. Finally, you, you, you step into that demonstration phase where all of a sudden the thing that God declared gets, gets demonstrated Mm -hmm. in your life. And I think whether you're 30, whether you're 40, you start to see life compartmentalized in these different stages. And I think the pursuit and where we find joy is when we lean into whatever stage that we're in, knowing that there's purpose, Mm -hmm. there's design, like what you're just saying, like not. Not wanting to get out. I think the whole midlife crisis thing is like, I get to this point There's in my that. life and I haven't stopped. To I don't reflect. want this. I haven't considered this. And this is not the life that I want. Yeah. I'm t- Yo, I, I got some money in the bank right now. I do want to go to Paris. I don't want to go to this job that I haven't taken the time to consider why I'm doing this job. That's correct. Yo, mm. I, I, I'm tired of being with this woman. Like I don't want to just bicker for the rest of my life. Yo, these kids, yeah, they, they used to be a blessing. Now they're 14 and 15 mm-hmm. and they're taking all my stuff and go. taking all my time. And it's like, I don't like this stage, but there's actually some beauty in this. And there's something for us to lean into. And I think when we change the prayer around, I think when we change the pursuit around, and it's not like, God, get me out of this. It's like, God, what are you trying to teach me in this? Yes, God, what are you making out of this moment? Mm-hmm. God, you're getting me stronger through this. I, I'm so grateful for my life and I'm so grateful for all that God has done. I just want to keep showing up. There's no doubt. Being the best version of me. And we're lying to ourselves if we say that's not scary. Yep. The The unknown is really scary. But from the limited experience I've had on this earth, 39 years, and for the 20 plus years of really serving Jesus faithfully, my experience would tell me that it's always in those unknown places that God makes himself so known. It and it's only in looking back that I'm like, whoa. Yep. That had to happen that way. And it had to go down that way.
1: And um, I don't know what stage I'm in today. I don't yeah. know what 40 me. Well, means, I, I think you know? that some of it to me, whenever you say that declaration, distress, development, I think I
0: heard Sam Chan say that like, I think you were with me when we heard that like years ago. Like, we were at some event, but I just, it, it just came to me right now. Like, yeah. This, but stage theory, all that stuff. Yeah, sorry. And I'm, I'm and off, yeah.
1: being naive, of yeah. course, not hearing all the information. Yeah, yeah. I think for us as Christ followers, I think sometimes we can get a, oh man, the best days are behind me as we mature after there has been a demonstration. Yes. But I think the beautiful thing about who we're called to be is that that process continues. It's another declaration. It's probably another distress period. It's probably another development period, another demonstration period. And that's going to be our process. I think even the story that I've gotten to witness and and our church's life, it's like, I feel like every year that we get a vision statement, that is declaration. We're putting some stuff out there that's like, bruh, This is going to be hard. There's a distress phase. Then it's like, we're going to develop. Oh, now God's going to use us. And I think staying committed to that. And one thing that I did say on the midlife crisis that maybe I don't always always agree with is (laughs) is you jump out because you created a life that you don't want. Now that could be the case, but you could jump out even though you do have the life that you want, but you don't want to pay the cost of what that life is. Mm. And I think some of us actually are walking in our God dream. I think some of us are walking in things that we've always prayed for, but you get weary and you get tired. And so maybe it's not, I'll, I want to change directions because I'm going to go actually achieve the thing that I should have gone after 20 years ago. I think it's actually, I want to change directions because this is harder mm. than I thought that it was going to be. So that's why I'm I think your prayer is right on. God, make me stronger because our future will it will take more. Yeah. And if we're going to be better at 70, uh, it's not just being better, but God can continue to use us in those seasons, but it's going to continue to cause us to go, God, what are you declaring? Yeah. Am I okay in the distress? One, one
0: time I heard Don Cherie say that, um, dream in the dream feels different than living in the dream. Yeah. Dream in the dream looks different than living in the dream. It's like, yeah, I think sometimes we don't realize that. you're actually living the dream. Mm but you just, you're kind of obsessed with dreaming the dream. Yep. So I mean, like, is that, can, it's like, it's
1: like that, so
0: many times it's like, oh, this is what I dreamed up. I just didn't know it was going to feel like
1: this. Yeah, and I think that's maturity is, I think immaturity is I love to start things.
0: <sighs> I Talk love to that.
1: brainstorm. I love to be in the incubation phase. I love to do the whiteboard phase. Are we actually going to be people who finish? Oh, if God actually spoke it to you, and it's probably important that we carry it out to completion. And I think that, Talk it, about that. it is exciting uh, to start something. It is exciting to, to get those words because it's a lot of vision and future and now thinking without actually having to do yet. Mm. But I think if we're ever going to accomplish something great and do something great, rather than just talking about doing something great, it's going to require action. And, um, even not just doing something great, but continuing to do something great. One of the things that uh, they say about Hall of Fame football players is it's not the guys who just make the best plays. It's like one play is great. The guys who make it to the Hall of Fame are the guys who make that play over and over and over. The most consistent people uh, on the field over years and decades. And it's the same with great leaders. It's not just throwing a great event. It's can we do that Yeah. build a community that lasts? That's
0: it. It's the consistency of it. It's not like you gave one good talk and you're going to be remembered for what you said. It's like you just keep showing up. Yeah, the goal is not to it. give
1: a good speech. Maybe the goal is to be a good speaker. You know, <laughs> the goal is not to have a great daddy-daughter date. <laughs> the goal is to be a great dad. Yes. You know, it's, it's putting less emphasis on one moment and putting more emphasis on a string.
0: I like that. I'm trying to think through that. Like, uh, I want to come up with the alliteration or how I'd preach it. Like, don't be obsessed with whiteboards, you know? Like, you got to get it off the whiteboard and do something. It's cool to have like this ideation thing, but we live in this place um, where we don't realize that to make the dream reality, it has to go from whiteboard to work. Ooh, there it is. There you go. You got to go from the whiteboard to the work, but we don't. We don't want to stay in the work of it because the work gets boring, mundane, hard, pressured, challenge. I feel limited. And um, I think a big part of maturity is like becoming emotionally mature. There you go. Becoming emotionally. I think it's Pete Cazero. I think I read one time. It's impossible to be spiritually mature and remain emotionally mature. Mm -hmm. So we can speak in all this Christian jargon about thus says the Lord and the God, God, but man, if you're not going to actually recognize the feelings and the emotions that you've got going on, and if you don't learn how to manage those, I'm not saying learn how to stuff those down and deny them. That's not management. That's not stewardship. Every emotion is valid and every emotion is an indicator, but every emotion comes and it goes and we can't be ruled by them. And I think a big part of maturity and a big part of growing up is actually going, all right, I felt this. But just because I felt this doesn't mean I have to actually follow this. Mm-hmm. I felt this, but that doesn't actually have to dictate all of my decisions. I want to grow emotionally. And, and a big part of growing emotionally is having proper outlets so you don't have outbursts. Mm-hmm. Yo, if your whole life is just full of outbursts, it's because you're missing an outlet somewhere. And a huge, huge part of becoming emotionally um, self controlled is realizing that if you can't talk about something, that thing controls you. There you go. Whatever you can't talk about controls you. Mm -hmm. And anytime there's something where I'm like, oh man, I'm afraid to talk about that, it brings about shame, it brings about fear. I know it's got a hold on me. I'm not saying that you should just talk about anything with anyone at any time. Of course. But I am saying that things that we hold in silence, things that we conceal, man, they don't get better. Mm -hmm. They tend to get worse. Mm -hmm. You're going to always be as sick as your secrets. And I think a lot of people, it's like, oh, it feels really good to get a dream. It feels really good to write something on the whiteboard. I'm going to do this. But then to like, get it off that whiteboard is going to take work. And then when I get into the work, Mm -hmm. that's when all the challenges come. That's when all the pain comes. It's Mm -hmm. like, dude, this is so difficult. And this is way harder than I imagined. Mm -hmm. Is it actually worth it anymore? Mm -hmm. And I think you have to know why you're doing stuff. And I think you have to keep the vision in front of you. I'm totally for whiteboards. I just want to be a person who works it out.
1: And I think that's what you just said. I think is one of the, the baselines of maturity it's not just what you're doing, it's why you are doing it. Mm. I think growing in maturity, uh, a byproduct of that is growing in discipline. I think a byproduct yes. of growing in maturity is growing in certain areas of your life. However, I know a lot of people who are growing in discipline, who are doing certain things, but why they are doing those things is, is not because they want to grow mature in the Lord. Is not because they want to be all who God has called them to be. It's all out of a striving of validation. Mm. It's all out of a striving of if I can accomplish this, that equals success for me. And I think maturity is, no, I am going to push myself. I am going to have self-control. I am going to look at myself in the mirror. I yes. am going to grow, but not for my name. That, that's not maturity maturity is I'm doing these things. That's ego. Correct. That's ego.
0: That's, that's pride. And I think pride, I, I just don't think, I think pride can like accomplish a lot. I just don't think it's going to be long lasting fruit. Like I, there's mm-hmm. no doubt that like, I think this is something I've really been like thinking through a lot. Like, because there's a lot of things that I have done that like ego was involved so I, I, I have a hard time reconciling that, like, mm-hmm. everything we have to do is, like, humble. Now, like, not like some, pr- I think there was some pride in David that helped him, you know, build that palace. Right. And so there's some pride inside of Solomon. It's like, what is that tension? Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to my friend the other day, and he just came back from this whole, like, situation where he went away and, like, took a year away or, or half a year away in some, like, third world country. And he was like in this training program. And some of it just kind of got weird, but I, I loved talking to him on the way back because he never like judged the place that he was at. He never mm. like criticized them. Some of the things he was telling me, I was like, yeah, bro, that's, that's, that's a little bizarro. That's a little uncomfortable. That's strange. But the way that he interpreted all of it, He knew it was too, but he didn't like bash it or, or, or or criticize it. He was like, it's just not for me. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a really mature response. But when I was talking to him, I said, yeah, you know, like sometimes people just don't know any better. It's like, it's not that God wasn't there. Right? God is here, but man is too. Yes. Like that's, that's like life. Like I want to be a conduit of God, but I'm here too. Yeah. And so. I think what I have to challenge myself with is not to criticize myself that I have pride or that my ego sometimes gets the best of me. It's really to challenge the deep root of going, that cannot be the fundamental motivating factor. Correct. When I do, I think that the work that comes out is not nearly as deep, not nearly as beautiful, not nearly as great as it can be, not mm-hmm. nearly as long lasting. The story behind it won't be nearly as authentic or vibrant that it could be. I, I need a, a deeper motivating factor. I need, I need. need. That's what I love about Christianity, like the glory of God, there something go. that lives on and on and on and on. God is here, but man is too. Mm-hmm. That's a weird tension at times.
1: Yeah. Does it make sense? I, like, of course. I think it's the maturity of your perspective and yeah. going like, Hey, something went down. Something, it sounds like went wrong on your French trip, which yeah, yeah, sucks. Yeah. I know it's a random like, what are you talking about? But like <laughs> give six months and things like, don't yeah. you know. No. I'm no. sure it wasn't. I'm, I'm, di- I'm not discounting him. Tell his own
0: story. Um, don't you love when people start telling people stories it's like, right. bro, that, none of that. Like, who is that? You know? Like,
1: <laughs> but I, I think it's it's an understanding. And I think if there's whenever I think of maturity in people in my life, and what I'm grateful that they bring is wisdom. Yeah. And so it's not just going through an experience and being able to uh, grab a hold of the fruit that was just easily handed to you out of an experience, but it's the wisdom of perspective uh, that I believe gets every part of that experience. You learn from the good and the bad. There's two teachers in life. You don't just learn from good leaders. You also can learn from the bad ones Mm. when you have wisdom. You don't just learn from the good experiences. You learn from the bad ones. You're not shifting blame. You're going, like you said, there's an understanding like, Hey, there's some other things involved, and the last thing I'm going to do is get angry with a good God out of an experience I had that I feel like he called me to mm. because of someone else's mistake. Mm. I, I read this quote the other day, and when I was
0: coming to just chat with you and kind of kick off, episode one. Um, it's from Maya Angelo, and she says this. She says, "Most people don't grow up. most people age. Mm. They find parking spaces honor their credit cards, get married, have children, and call that maturity. What that is, is aging. There you go. How does that hit you? Like, when you hear that, what is like, how do you interpret that, the difference between growing up
1: and simply growing old? I think think the way it hits me is challenging to go, I'm not going to grow in maturity if I'm not intentional to not just go through life Uh, and let life mature me because it won't happen so if I'm going to achieve maturity I'm going to have to be intentional with going to people who are mature with getting in God's word but yeah whenever you read that it's like it's kind of scary it's like well how do I mature how does does it hit you
0: before that how do you think you would even define like basic in your mind like when you think that word maturity like what is that how would you what does that mean to you
1: I would say that maturity would be a right belief with a healthy perspective that leads to, um, that leads to life change for not just myself, but for other Mm, people. I I think one of the hallmarks of maturity that I've already said is wisdom. And I think the second biggest one for me when it comes to maturity is an unselfish attitude. It's an unselfish perspective. Understanding that life is not all about you. Those are the two first things that kind of me. I think to me, as I've been studying it, thinking about it,
0: a basic word that I would use is maturity is about being helpful. There you go. Like, I don't know a lot of people that make their goal. Like, I want to be helpful. Mm -hmm. I was talking to this girl the other day at our crew and she was getting ready for this big job interview. She's younger. We have mostly like, we have mostly like, yeah, middle-aged married couples. And there's this young 20-year-old girl in our crew. She comes with her mom, which is just awesome. Our crew is our small group. And she had this big interview. In fact, it's happening today. And she was telling me who she's interviewing with. And it's some kind of like, you know, well-known person, sort of like an assistant role. And I was like, yo, she's like, I don't have a good vocabulary. And I'm not, I don't always speak. Right. I was like, you, you're amazing. You're awesome. This is what you say. Mm-hmm. You say, I want to come on this team to be helpful. You tell me your need. There you go. And I just simply want to help. Don't tell them your dreams and your vision. They're employing you. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> You're there to be employed, to be helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really, really simple word that as I mature, what you just said, I'm moving from being self-absorbed there you go. to becoming self-aware. Yep. And self-aware would mean that, wow, I start to understand my strengths. Um, I start to understand my skills. I am not worthless. But as a believer, I also recognize I'm not worthy.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: So you're not worthless. You're valuable, but you're not worthy. Like you can't walk around going, Correct. I'm worthy of, no, 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 I have value. I've got strengths because I'm not worthy. I have to also start to acknowledge, yo, I have some weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I have some gaps. Like, I think the more we can get to know even our weaknesses and not like try to cover them up or hide them, but actually go, man, that's there. Yep. Like, uh, I'm actually aware of that. that that's a, that's an ability of self-awareness. Now it puts me in a position that even from my weaknesses or my pain or my trauma or yep. my past, I actually start to use that for other people's healing. Correct. That's maturity to me Yep. that like I've leaned into the moment of where I am saying, God, I want my life to be a life of service. What what is being a father? It's like, I'm giving my life away to my children. What's being a husband? Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. What does that mean? I will lay my life down for her. I will bleed for her. Mm -hmm. I will die for her. Like All of the call of being a man Mm -hmm. is all about service. It's all about being helpful. Nobody puts on their dream board this year, number one goal, To be helpful to the people around me. But that actually is maturity. (laughs) Yes. If I'm gonna come on this thing and we're gonna talk, we're not talking to be famous. We're not talking to go for clicks and likes. We're actually hopefully talking to be helpful to someone. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. that out of this conversation, you walk away going, Bro, like, I can grow. I can be more than what I am. If we're gonna have a church, we're not coming to hear from a speaker so that we can applaud the speaker and make Mm -hmm. him feel better about himself. In fact, any church that you go to, you catch those vibes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this, this is like, this is not really about Jesus. And this is not really about me getting better or me getting equipped. This is more about like someone's ego. correct? And like, that's all easy to preach. It's really, really like hard, I think, to constantly live out. And so I think when I hear her say that, it's like, yo, you can keep growing old. Yes. You can do all the stuff that looks like maturity. Yes. You can get a job. You can get married. Yep. Oh, you can have some babies. You can get a 401k. Yep. You can have a house. Success. Wow, you can have you can have worldly success. But dog, you did not grow up. Yes. You did not become, you did not you did not mature. You you thought this whole thing was all about you. And I think maturity is recognizing, man, I'm a small part in this big story. How could I be of Use How can I be of service? And that's actually the coolest place to find yourself in life is when you actually start to get that revelation because it puts purpose on everything that you're doing. Correct. Everything that you're doing. Whatever the title, whatever the job. It's like people, the people that I like, that I'm like allergic to are the people that you can just tell or like, are, they get around, it's like, oh, you're like really obsessed with like a title. Like you're really yes. obsessed with, And I, I, by the way, like, <laughs> I have been there in moments of my life. So I'm just going, but the, it's like, that you kind of get allergic to it going, bro, like you don't need a position. You have a purpose wherever you are. And it's the people that get that revelation are the people that usually get promoted. that usually go further that people actually follow.
1: Yeah. Cause I, I believe that those people are set up to bring value Whew. in other spaces that they're not on the stage. Yeah. That they're able to bring value in other spaces that they're not leading the meeting. They're a part of the meeting that they are not leading the project, they're a part of the project. Whenever you're self-absorbed and whenever it's just all about you, the second that the spotlight's not about you, you can tell really quickly if you're self-absorbed if you don't want to be helpful anymore. Mm. So it's like, oh, I want to be helpful when I got Mm. the microphone. (laughs) You know, I I want to be helpful whenever I'm leading the project. I care about you. I want to well, what happens when somebody else is leading the meeting? Ooh. Are you still engaged? Because I can help, not maybe, maybe not as much, but I can help a good bit from being in the meeting if I'm actually engaged in the meeting. Very good. I can help in the church service, even if I'm not preaching, if I am preaching with the preacher. Come on. I can help. So I, I think that whenever you decide, you know what, I'm going to put on whenever I am on, you bring your value add and your business in your school, on your team, in your church, and you diminish your value because you're only bringing your best Mm. whenever you're on the stage, whenever you're leading the moment. And I believe that when it comes to being a leader, I think you're messing with this idea of first to follow. And I think it's an opportunity for us to go, Mm. oh, I can actually lead by being the first to follow. Mm. That's maturity.
0: It's a really dope principle that I don't think people realize is like, now we're talking leadership a little bit, like all this like stuff about, lead- like, everyone's like into teaching leadership, but it's like teaching leadership is not leadership. Yeah. that's It's teaching leadership. Yeah. It's funny how like we think the best world, best leaders are the ones that teach leadership the best. I, what is that? Most of the time, those that can't do. <laughs>
1: t- <laughs> teach. Remember school at rock? And those who can't teach, 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 teach gym. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Jack Black. <laughs> bro, I just
0: watched that the other day. Had the whole family watch School of Rock. How funny is that movie? Those that can't do, teach. Those that can't so te- teach, teach But That's actually really funny. Though. I'm saying like, today, we'd say the great leaders are the ones at the conferences teaching leadership. I'm like, bro, maybe back in the day, you did lead good, but now I just feel like you're teaching leadership. And I'm, I'm, I'm not even trying to be like, call out like that. I'm Of just course, saying, of course like the real leaders are the ones that are in the arena doing the thing. And the principle of first to follow is that no leadership is actually happening until someone hears the concept from the so-called leader. Mm-hmm. Someone hears the vision from the so-called leader. And then it's the guy who's the first one to follow that. They don't follow the leader teaching. They follow the follower who's following. Mm-hmm. And it's just, when we get that, I think it just always creates purpose and whatever we're doing that like, yo, I'll be the first to follow. And with that, um, people will start following me. There was a YouTube video. I don't know if we could ever pull it up. One of these days, we're going to get Greg who can actually produce this thing and just start pulling up clips. But there's this really cool clip. I don't know. I don't know if it's even called first to follow, but like (laughs) you see it. There's like this party going on, this music dance and there's this guy out there who's dancing. Yep. But nobody, it's just this dude out there dancing. Well, then there's this guy who comes over and starts dancing next to him. And as that first guy to follow that man comes, the whole crowd comes over. And I think it's just a great picture of like yo, know, wherever I'm at in life, I actually can lead. I actually can be helpful, whether I'm the guy with the microphone or the person without the microphone. I think like as we're kind of just chatting today, what do you feel like? And we're not turning thirty and forty tomorrow, but we are closer. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you? Where do you feel immature?
1: Uh, I would say.
0: Why is this thing going off like
1: this? I would say. Biggest thing that I'm feeling more as I get older, have kids. Yes, just had my third. How many kids you have? We got three. You gonna have more? We'll find out. This this last one was a whole situation. Bro, you, had you know, create... well, emergency C sections are wild. But, but,
0: but, but yeah, tell everyone about that because I think it's like tell them what happened.
1: Yeah, our our first two uh, deliveries, we have two girls, Elizabeth, James, and Ava, and we just had our boy. Our first two girls, um, very smooth, like it got yeah, pretty pretty easy.
0: Like but Blair the- was the kind of mom who had a baby one day, and the next day she's like at the park with the baby. Yeah, like, hey, we'll see at church. It's like, dude, I don't know. Don't think we need some were. Shots? We
1: were living on Miami Beach at the time. We were do you on South Beach shots for babies. Shots for babies. How do you feel about vaccines? Uh, my wife handles all that. Really? Is that a cop out answer? Yeah, it's a total cop out <laughs> <laughs> well, answer. Well, th- yeah. I'm going to take it. Yeah. Um, I don't believe in any
0: vaccines. Which <laughs> <laughs> don't even go there, man. No, I'm serious, man. If you got the vaccine, you're crazy. Isn't that what next episode's about? Yeah. No, I just got a booster shot before this thing, just because I want to make sure mature. me. (laughs) Unbelievable. So dumb. We're talking boosters We're
1: we're living on South Beach. Julie, you had the booster, right? uh, She's from Brazil. We're doing a poll next time. Yeah. Um, And six days after, Blair's on the beach with with our newborn. The last baby that we had, we were looking at photos, our second baby. We're at the pool with the people. Three days after, we have the baby. Blair's a superhero. Yes. So this third one, man, talk about third times a charm. Yeah. Talking about doing something for the third time, it's good. like I'm, I can just see it. I'm like, she's about to crush this. Yeah, and had really good support from the doctors and nurses on the first two, and we get into this third one, and really the beginning was almost déjà vu. Felt very similar. Arrival to the hospital you know, they start putting on to some Pitocin to kind of speed up her contractions, her body's responding the correct way, baby's responding the correct way. And then it was, I've, I personally haven't had a ton of like medical emergencies in my life. And so for me, I think it was even of a different experience because this is kind of like my first rodeo in general, but we're in the, in the hospital room and it goes from very peaceful, like genuinely, I know we're giving birth, but it was peaceful somber environment you to play you playing music and stuff playing music what are you playing united pursuit was on no way yeah like
0: are you playing like um no place i would rather be
1: that probably came through
0: no place i don't really I would listen <laughs> be. it's like blair's like you to <laughs> sing on that song you're gonna write thank you that we auto-tuned yeah. it for this with the mics so we're playing like, here in I, your love
1: <laughs> here in your love i don't even listen to them I'll Bro. be honest, but it's just this one album That's the they have. It's the only song I know, but I love that. Oh, I have it's...
0: a funny story with them that I could tell you another time. But when when Dontre was giving birth, guess what I was playing? Weren't you playing, a? Uh united The yes. old song united Which is what's the that whole song greg the, the fire one that fall down? yes fire this is literally during don't you section there's like 10 fire. doctors in there and it's going fire fall <laughs> down fire and she's like can you change the music i like, like the no, equivalent the of, like, of God.
1: like AC/DC out there we're just going hard for some reason and then all like the you know, theologian police are like,
0: that song is not correct. It's already fallen. We don't need it to fall again. And I'm like, oh, I need it to fall now. I need to to fall in this, in this, in this birthday. I want every one of these doctors to get slain in the spirit.
1: After they deliver the baby.
0: No, genuinely. It was like a Mount Carmel experience right there. The baby came, um, fire fell. And I was like, all right, choose for yourselves this day, who you will serve. Correct. If, if God's God, Jehovah, Serve him if Bale is. And Dontray's just listening, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Then serve him. Guess what I did that day? Slaughtered nine doctors. Oh God. For the glory of. For God. the glory. <laughs> and then I Ru- ran down that mountain, man.
1: Led that boy <laughs> to the Lord that day. <laughs> I <left it> a-
0: <laughs> <laughs> So hey, hey hey. But sometimes that's needed. Sometimes that's needed. Dude, shut up. Okay. Long, long story it's short. Peaceful. You got United. Persu- no, I like this story. It's peaceful. It's United. Peaceful. Persu- yes. Honestly.
1: And then. Um, she they have her stand up for some reason, and the reader that she was having whenever she stood up, it kind of like didn't wasn't reading the baby as well. Did she have like a uh, like a polar like heart rate like a Garmin watch? It was a it was an Apple Watch actually. Okay, Apple yeah. Watch belly. Which is an extender, <laughs> and um, so she's got the Apple Watch on. She's and got it, just was, on it wasn't reading as well, and uh, so whenever she stands up and it wasn't reading as well, the doctor comes in. Whenever he comes in, his voice has changed. I can tell he's a little stressed. And he's like, you need to sit down. You need to, you need to lay down back in the bed. And she gets down. And whenever she got back down, I don't know, still don't have all the answers, right? Uh, But the baby's heart rate had dropped dramatically from the time that she had stood up. What would that feel like? Well, it's, it's just... It's weird whenever you're not like in front of the person and they're not like looking in your eyes. You're like kind of in the back of the room and you hear the doctor go, "Uh, the heartbeat's dropping, heartbeat's dropping. We're going to do an emergency C-section. And whenever I say that people, I don't know if he's on a radio when he said this, but I promise you people came through doors that I didn't even know existed in that room. Nurses flying in. Uh, Two people jump on the bed with Blair. And Blair is someone who is very emotionally controlled. I'm not saying she doesn't have emotions. I think she has emotions just like everybody else. She can control them. She's a very strong woman. And whenever I saw her break, I was like, oh, man. okay, we're, you know, we're in different waters. <clears throat> and so from there, um, they put me in a different room. Obviously, for the first two, I'm in the room. And they perform an emergency C-section. Jeez, and what I will bro. say- I I wasn't there whenever he, you know, was delivered, but it is crazy whenever that happens, how fast they can deliver those babies. Because by the time I got in the waiting room, um, to the time that she delivered the baby, she hadn't even got her epidural yet. They actually had to put her under, which was such a... Odd situation. Um, they got the baby out in five minutes Jeez, and the baby bro. was healthy. You he went to NICU for about six nights and Blair had some things that she had to recover from. But yeah, it was crazy for sure. I mean, no, it's
0: dramatic. It's traumatic, bro. That was nuts. And then there were so many other little complications that felt like she- baby in the NICU and then Blair. All of that to say, you're it's Maybe touch and go for a fourth child, but you're you're praying through it. You're thinking through. Yeah,
1: it? Yeah, I mean that experience in the recovery. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, let's take some time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I think I it. think what we're saying is we, we don't need to. We're not going to have the baby right now. So why would we make the decision right now? Yeah, totally. So we kind of we've kind of tabled it. I think even from a week to six weeks, if it has come up, it's not like a for sure no. You know, we're going to keep figuring that out. But whenever you talk about what maturity is, and I'm not saying I responded perfect in that moment. But as when you say, like, what what is an area that you want to continue to grow in, in maturity? It's whenever stuff does not go right. Mature, wise individuals, they always respond the right way.
0: Mm.
1: Like, I I feel like on a team, you can tell so quick whenever you have a mature leader and you have someone in in place that's immature is because whenever something happens, it doesn't go correctly. What's the response? What's the response? very good and so for me i think that that is something that i learned from it and it wasn't just something that i wanted to go like oh like that was terrible that was hell what, what were the doctors doing like it was also something for me not for blair she's in a totally different situation medically all that but for me i wasn't i wasn't intubated i wasn't under yeah. you know my body wasn't being cut open so it, w- it was a moment for me to go how did it i how did i respond yeah mentally was i there did i did i respond the way i wanted to
0: do you feel like as you're stepping into being 30 years of age that you have pretty good responses like when you think about areas of immaturity like areas of growing i i i think that you have great responses. i think you have a really great disposition and a really great perspective and attitude i think that's one of the areas that i would really applaud you in
1: yeah i think maturity says hey like i've responded well to what i've been up against but I haven't been up against everything. <laughs> you know, yeah. and even in that moment like for me there's a lot of 23, 24, 25 year olds that may be in situations that I've never even been. You know, what I mean? so it's yeah. like it's hard to applaud myself when I feel like I've been so blessed yeah. uh that things have gone right, but no doubt that is something. And you even said in the past few weeks in this collection maturity is seen in transition. Whew. It's seen in change. It's seen in in the storms. And so yeah, I think in this season, for sure, it's something I'm thinking about.
0: And storms are one of those interesting things because, you know, pain is pain. Mm-hmm. And you're not. we're not going to compare pain. All you know is what you know. Yeah. All you have is your own experience. And what's so cool about God is there's nothing too big for God and right. there's certainly nothing too small for God. Yeah. And I think when I think about this, because really what we've been saying, and we'll say this a lot, I think that when we say mature me... um. It's first a prayer. God, would you mature me? God, would you strengthen me? Would, would you build me? Mature me as a prayer is not, God, get me out of all this. There you go. You know, it's not just God completely save me from this. I, I want God to save me, but mm-hmm. I also want God to teach me how not to back down, how not to quit. Um, but then the second part of that whole phrase of mature me is the question that we must ask ourselves. And it's a great question for you. As you even come on this journey of all of us growing up together, we're going to talk about everything on this podcast, life, leadership, faith, culture. I'm excited to bring some friends on, excited for Dakota to kind of come and help me. But the question is, what would the mature me do? Right. And I think about this year as I'm coming into 40, yeah, like I don't always like my attitude. I don't always like my emotions on the inside. How much does God have to bless you before you can actually be happy? There you go. What does God have to give you? What does God have to do in your life for you to actually enjoy it?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I think the lie is that I'm going to get to a place and when I get to that place, I will be happy. Well, it's not true with the Israelites. The Israelites thought when they would get out of Egypt that they would be happy, but no, in the wilderness, they were miserable. From the wilderness, when they finally got into the promised land, they still weren't happy. Happiness is not about a place happiness, I think in the life of a believer is always about the person of Jesus and walking with him. And so what would the mature me do? That's what I want you to ask yourself. That's what I want you to think about. And that's what we're going to try to discover together as we grow together right here in conversations on this podcast. What would the mature me do? Well, I think many times the mature you would do the opposite of what you want to do, would do the opposite of what you feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Would even do the opposite of what maybe sometimes the world would tell you to do. There you go. But I think as we dig into God's word together, as we get some friends and as we get some good perspectives, we're going to learn how to grow. Don't just grow old. Grow right, sure. up. Yeah, that's great. That's episode one, yo. That's it. I think that's it right there. It's a wrap. I feel like we're on some. I think we're on some flows there. We love you. Uh, like, subscribe, share, tell some people. Let's go. Any other? Any other? things I should say to him Julia we've got a huge event coming over to San Diego like start stop dude if you're in Miami come see us he's pretty cool
1: this thing peace, peace.